The weekly feed. 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 It's the music news for uh, what is it, January tenth? Kyle Meredith and I've got the amazing, the talented, the female part of this segment, Aaron Keen. It's just the night of just one <laughs> vagina, Kyle. Just one. See that reference will make sense <laughs> here in just a bit. Hey, before we get started, I heard you finally finished that book. I did. It's supposed to come out very soon. <laughs> very soon, L- like like around the end of February, beginning of March. So. What, what's it called? It's called. Um, Demolition of the Promised Land. Yeah, okay. And that's a, that's a Springsteen reference? Yes, it is. There are many, many Springsteen references throughout the book. So, awesome. I, um, can't, I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, the boss kind of shows up as a sort of quasi-mythical superhero type figure. Is this a story or is this like a set of poems? No, it's a collection of poems, so no one's really going to read it. <laughs> Everyone just went, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. But if it's got the boss kind of throughout, then that's something, you know? They're really easy to read poems. <laughs> okay. They don't even rhyme. That's Wow. Yeah. That's nice. How about that? Yeah, that lazy, lazy. <laughs> All right, let's get to some news. Uh, Coachella, the lineup was just announced, and as a lot of us hope for, it's the, fi- it's the festival that's reunited outcast. So they're and it's not hologram outcast. Not no, they're actually one of them isn't skyping in. <laughs> Big boy's not like oh, I'm actually in Atlanta. Just well, just put up your iPad up so everyone can right. see it. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, so right. you could you could have actually just nailed it right there. But uh, but yeah, they're going to be there. I mean, it's got some other good stuff on there too. I think um, less exciting Arcade Fire and Muse are the other headliners, but the replacements, Neutral Milk Hotel. These are I saw Neutral Milk Hotel um, mm. a few months ago in Cincinnati, and they were um, it was it was a beautiful beautiful show, really? kind of amazing, yeah, really? very very church like, like small venue, very community oriented, everyone singing along, um, which sounded about as great as you can imagine, but they sounded amazing, yeah. so um, be cool to see them on a big stage in a festival setting. You think Big Boy will make a drop in for the Neutral Milk Hotel set? And he'll maybe do a verse. I, n- no, I think he should crash the replacements instead. Oh, yes. that'd be good. Yes. See, I, but I think Westerberg could get behind that and might actually run with it. Oh, totally. I, yeah. I, f- I feel like uh, the the milk guys would probably just sit there during headlights, like, no. not exactly knowing what to do. I think that they would give him like a toy instrument then to play. Like if you're going to be on stage, <laughs> you have to play the Fisher Price bongos or something. Which Jimmy Fallon and the Roots have uh, have successfully done all year. Exactly. And done the toy instruments. Um, speaking of rappers, I guess that's our seg. Why? Why do we need segs? Um, anyway, Tupac is gonna. His life is gonna be a Broadway show. Um, so what I don't know, I don't know a lot of details about the Broadway show, but um, what I'm guessing is, you remember how he had all of those posthumous releases? Like there, were, he had more records released after his death than while he was alive. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering if Tupac was, um, if this was done, if if he already had this plan, if this was just like in the in the line, like he, I'm going to do a musical, 2014. I mean, what can't you adapt into a Broadway musical these days? Last night I was thinking, Police Academy, the musical. <laughs> like no one's pitched that yet, or have they? Is that in, in development somewhere in Costa Mesa, somewhere at some like small regional theater and totally under wraps? Yeah. Um, I think I think also what you can get there is you can actually get Tupac to star in his own Broadway show. Sure. Hologram Tupac. Sure, we know, you know? about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget that about casting. <laughs> well, last week we heard about the the dude from The Wire. He's doing the Pogues musical. He's writing a musical for the Pogues, which you know, a- as we joked around, you don't actually have to know how to sing or talk, or because mumbling drunkenly is really the only thing that requires. Well, and getting your teeth bashed out with a baseball bat. That's in the <laughs> this is in the fine print of your contract, buddy. Also in the Tupac musical, exactly is, is what I'm guessing. Did you hear that Tupac was uh, almost cast in Star Wars, the the reboot, Star Wars one, two, and three? I did not hear that. Apparently, apparently, George Lucas wanted Tupac for uh, Mace Windu, 
and, and I don't know what happened, but I... Decided I, to go with the seasoned actor instead? Some people say that it went as far as, as Tupac actually auditioned, and it just didn't work out, so he went with Samuel L. Jackson. Because Tupac... Let me just... I'm just going to guess here, because Tupac wasn't an actor? <laughs> well, he was a, was a Bulletproof. You remember that movie? I mean... Oh, he was, he was, in, a, he was in a Hollywood God. movie in the same way that... Cindy Crawford was Tanya, in a Hollywood movie with a Baldwin brother. Tanya Harding was in a movie. You know, again, like sex tape. like like you, <laughs> anyone can have a you can make a Broadway show out of anything. You can put anybody in a movie, kind of. Can we have a Broadway show out of Tanya Harding's sex tape? Oh, there's actually a fantastic story up about um, the sort of behind the story behind the story, the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan uh-huh. kind of analysis piece that's up. I think on the Believer. Where are they right now? now? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's pretty a, pretty amazing. It's the anniversary, right? It's the anniversary of that. That's oh, what's going on. Is yeah, that what's going on? Yeah, because there's a few okay. places like, what are they doing now? Well, so this it's... is more just like let's look at like the the cultural implications of what this whole rivalry was really all about, and let's like really take a look at these two women in a way that kind of strips them from of their like this was the cultural narrative about them, but like this is who they actually really were. It's fascinating. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I thought we would be talking about that this far on. It's a it's a thing. Also, I learned how to spell Salkow. <laughs> Okay. I'm gearing up for the Olympics. Uh, hey, watch this. Speaking of reunions. I thought you were going to say speaking of South Cows. I don't even know what that is. It's an ice skating jump. It's a figure skating jump. You know what I know from it? Topic. <laughs> That's what I know from ice skating and figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hollywood. Uh, the Beatles' uh, 50th anniversary of the day they played Ed Sullivan uh, is coming, and the Grammys are going to be doing a big tribute. Not during the Grammys. Uh, they're going to tape it the day after, which I guess they thought, oh, since everyone's in town, right. we'll just get them for that. And then they're going to air it on the actual day. I think it's February 5th, maybe. Okay. Uh, but uh, but the, this is actually sparking a few things because I didn't have a lot of faith that they were going to get anybody good to do this. Like whoever was at the Grammys, we want you to do a Beatles tribute. Sorry. Lord, can you do a Beatles tribute? Miley, you're on deck. Right. It's something like that. I didn't think it. But it's shaping up because uh, they've reunited the Eurythmics for this. The huh. Eurythmics are getting back together for a Beatles tribute. And oh. I didn't know they were really heavily influenced. I mean, I guess I everybody know. is. I'm, but, just, I'm trying to imagine what that's going to be like. But this is me squealing inside Aww. because I get the Eurythmics back together. And what's more, uh, there's a rumor going that Paul and Ringo might actually do something on uh, like Letterman or something. On Letterman? Yeah, that's with, you know, as we keep saying, Hologram John and Hologram George. Oh, God. Just and Skype. Eric Clapton. They're finally going to bring Eric in Eric Clapton. Clapton. He's finally, guys. God. <laughs> I've been waiting all this time. <laughs> I've been texting him constantly. <laughs> if you need a guitar player. I'm here, guys. Just, I'm, I'm here. Just, just hanging out in Ohio in my little Ohio house. Not doing anything. Hmm. Ohio? Yeah, he uh, Clapton has an Ohio house. Where? London and Ohio. His wife's from Ohio. Like Yellow Springs? Oh, or like Dayton like... or something. I don't know. Weird. Something in middle Ohio. Does True. he live next door to Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Does he live in Ohio? Yeah, in Yellow Springs, I which is a that. little past Dayton. Yeah, I know. Actually. Where, I know yeah. where Yellow Springs is. Yeah, yeah, that's where he's that. from. He still has a house there. Like you, th- you can probably run into him grocery shopping. Do you think they hang out? That's what I the, a buddy. I would I would watch that buddy comedy. <laughs> I would watch that Hollywood film <laughs> starring <laughs> Dave Chappelle and Eric Clapton. Yeah, it's they probably they're probably the only two people who can hang out with each other in that town. Yeah, lots of reunions going around. Uh, can you call it a reunion though if you've only been broken up for two months? No, we all know that couple. We all know how that goes. You know, you spend the whole two months thinking like I better not say anything bad about him because they're just gonna get back together. Yeah, yeah. Listen, my 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 whole theory on when relationships, people that break up and get back together and break. If it didn't work once, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. After 14 years, the Walkman said, 14 years, that's really enough. You know, we, we've kind of done our stretch. We, we don't uh, plan on doing anything for the foreseeable future. This is done. We're all going to go about our other projects. <clears throat> 
and then the NBA came around. Wow. And the Alt Star Jam is what they're calling it. The Alt Star Jam. Excuse me. Came and said, hey, guys, we want you off the bench. We want you to come in. And and, and, and are, they are answered that call. talking about a real thing, or is this a, just like a giant extended weird metaphor? <laughs> yeah, no, this is a is thing. Is this like jock jams, but for <laughs> a new generation? Can you hear the Walkman on jock jams? Yes, I can, yeah. actually. I like it. It's great. Yeah, they, they came back and, and said, okay, it's only been two months, but yeah, we'll get back together. And then uh, as, uh, as the for lead singer of the Walkman. a huge paycheck. I'm yeah, sure, he yeah. said, rock and roll, pick and roll. That's, uh-huh. uh, that's the tag that was put on this whole thing, so. Yeah, Walkman are back together for one night only. So if you paid a lot of money for those final Walkman shows, that wasn't the final Walkman show. You just paid a lot of money for a concert. Mm. That's what happened. So, (laughs) wait, so like the NBA? NBA brought them back together. It's true. That's messed up. Yeah, you remember the uh, the Rock and Jock shows? Remember those? The, yeah. How they had to, how they had the stars and the musicians playing ball? Right. Yeah. But but like what the? Fuck I want to see a bunch of uh, have to do. You're Brooklyn gonna indie out, bands. But, like what is the the Walkman? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see a bunch of Brooklyn indie bands up there. And then a bunch of NBA it, players looking at them blankly. Shorts. Yeah, seventy shorts <laughs> going all about it. Um. Okay. Craig Finn, call us. <laughs> so uh, PJ Harvey, she was given one of the highest honors, one of the be she, the queen. It, it's not the knighting; it's the one right under that. She's Miss Polly Jean Harvey now. Oh, she's a lady. She's a lady. She's, she's Miss... a lady. So, Who's that lady? Now, how PJ Harvey got into it, you know, because uh, it's pretty high. That's that's yeah. a really it's one of the highest honors in in the UK, and I love. PJ Harvey, uh, she's amazing, but you know she's a bit radical, and that's that's why I guess I'm surprised. And apparently, everyone forgot that because the BBC said, "Wow, congratulations! Would you like to edit the Today Show? They're they're not our Today Show. They have their Today Show. Would you like to edit the Today it, Show? It starts five hours earlier." <laughs> When it's still to, when it's still yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And and she's like, of course. So she comes on there, and there's a, there's a, she edits in a lot of spoken word stuff, and uh, you know a lot of uh, underground artists and stuff. You know stuff you'd ex- expect from PJ Harvey. She also allows Julian Assange to come on the show and talk for a bit about the Olympics and how it's a secret plot, something, 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 and you know how it's yeah. You get what you pay for, guys. Guess the who wasn't the- happy. <laughs> Um, Guess who shouldn't have been surprised? <laughs> well, for starters, uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> like PJ Harvey is now on Putin's hit list. <laughs> that's n- that's nowhere you ever want to be. Yeah, if, if you had, for whatever reason, you know, if, if PJ Harvey had dropped off your radar, know this: she is still one of the most punk rock people in music. She's gonna end up in a Siberian gulag, Ooh, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the other girls just got out, just got out. So <laughs> watch out. I love it. I love I love PJ. That's great. You know, yeah. Well, anytime that like mainstream media coddles underground performers like they're mm. some sort of like darling guinea pig pet type things, you know, like oh, our little circus poodle. Do you want to come on and do some little tricks? Like, don't be surprised when the circus poodle spray paints your studio. I believe we call that gaff. Just a little gaff. <laughs> a little, little gaff. Little mistake. Little gaff. Uh, you know, you, did you read Morrissey's autobiography yet? No. <laughs> Are you going to read Morrissey's autobiography? I have it. I got it for Christmas. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a. Uh, I just no, no. I mean, I can't. It's the weight I, of it too. It's like just... Morrissey's autobiography, like self-aggrandizing lies, lies, and more lies, and half truths by <laughs> Stephen well, Morrissey. Well, now he's figured out that he's such a good fiction writer. Mm, that, yes. That he said, "This is his quote." He said, "I sold more." copies of my autobiography than I have any album I've ever made. I believe that. So the next thing he's going to do is write a novel. Well, you know, it, it's worked out really well for John Wesley Harding to also be an an author. He's um, he's got the respect of the the literary cool crowd. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it let him launch his own public radio show that he does live. And he's like, you know, I've got Roseanne Cash here on my Cabinet of Wonders. <laughs> I mean, it really has made him into somebody that people talk to at parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those of us who remember, like, I'm sure he actually still puts out records, but nobody cares. At this point, right. John Wesley Harding is Wesley Stace his actual name, and he publishes books. And I'm sure that Morrissey is just stewing over there and he's like, <laughs> his flat of resentment and envy and peak and just thinking like, that should be me. Everything know why? should be me. You want to know why? why? Because we hate it, yeah, Kyle, yeah, when, our, when it. our friends become successful. That's, that, that's it right there. Yeah. Well done. There's a good crop of, uh, of literary musicians out there. I, I say that meaning they, they write books too. I mean, we got Josh Ritter. We got Colin Malloy. Colin Malloy, yeah. I mean, Colin Malloy Colin has Malloy, a, who's a has, very big Morrissey follower, by the way. Yeah, Colin Malloy has um, written a few. Not he wrote a thirty-three and a third book on the replacements. It's mm-hmm. actually a really great memoir. Um, Children's trilogy that he's in right now with right. the Wildwood, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's. A, I mean, he's he has some some serious cred in that department as well. But Morrissey's got to kind of keep up with them. I mean, this has got to be a good book. It's got to be a good story, right? It can't just be like Morrissey tells you a tall tale. <laughs> I mean, people will still buy it. Do you I have listen. any idea how many printings Jules' book of poetry has gone into? Not yeah. that I hate it when Ooh, my friends wow. become successful because Jules and I are not friends. Yet. Even though maybe we would, right yet, maybe we would be. <laughs> I don't know if we hung out. Um, but a lot of times crossing over doesn't exactly work unless you already had the talent to begin with. So right. we'll see. I would rather see Morrissey as like showrunner of a really snarky HBO <laughs> series myself. Netflix even. Straight um, to Netflix. You can call it A Night of a Thousand Vaginas. No, that's a real thing. It's, yeah, a, it's a real like, thing. You wouldn't find Morrissey anywhere near <laughs> A Night of a Thousand Vaginas, and, and we all know it. Come on. That's true. Uh, no, A Night of a Thousand Vaginas. So this is a benefit that's happening at Largo in L.A. to benefit uh, repro- women's reproductive rights in Texas. Uh, to kind of, Where you they know, are under assault constantly. Right. Yes. And, and here's the lineup for A Night of a Thousand Vaginas. It will have Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. It will have Zach Galifianakis and Sarah Silverman and several names that I wasn't familiar with. Those are the, those are the marquee names right there is what I'm getting at. Uh, no disrespect to you, fair comedian who I don't know. Um, but Josh Homme is the is the musician he's, who's a part of this. And, and if we know Josh, he's a very funny guy. He's actually there for the vaginas. Like the vaginas are like, thank you. We approve Josh yeah. Homme's casting in this. I mean, Zach Galifianakis, very funny guy. I actually think quite adorable and cute. But if you're really trying to reel in the L.A. vaginas, yeah. you're probably going to have to go with the six foot five rock and roll god. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just throwing that out there. Like that one's for you, vaginas. I Enjoy f- it. I feel like, you know, for everything he's done in his life, being a part of great bands with Queen of the Stone Age and them crooked vultures and everything else, this is what he was made of. It's all led up to Josh Homme being a part of a thing called A Night of a Thousand Vaginas. Of course, this all presupposes that Josh Homme's never been a part of A Night of a Thousand, <laughs> not the night, but A Night of a Thousand Vaginas before, Kyle, and I don't know if we can really say that with That's any true. certainty, can That's we? true. We'll ask him next time. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about ICP. 
Okay, so the Insane Clown Posse, uh, Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J, thank you to their friends, are suing the FBI because the FBI has designated, and I believe we've reported <clears throat> on this before, the FBI has designated Juggalos, which is what, you know, ICP fans are called, as a gang. Um, which has, you know, they're they're on the sort of gang list, like with the Latin kings, you know, mm-hmm. gangs, right, which things, are actually right. yeah. involved in violent and illegal gang activity. Um, and once you're on the gang list, that means that like cops can can basically, you know, give them sort of license or permission to kind of hassle you based on um, signifiers like hatchet man tattoos, like mm-hmm. ICP T-shirts, that sort of thing. Um, you know, beyond this special hassling that I'm sure regular jugglers get anyway, just for you know, being juggalos, yeah, not hanging around, and... being slightly antisocial, sure, yeah. Um, which you know, and the, the, this I mean, whole story the, the, is there, really. There, I mean, there is a bit of um uh, of a uh, of people think of them as violent. Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, his though. name is Violent J. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm brushing that aside. Yeah, they, but, Shaggy but, Too Dope and Violent yeah, J. There is are a rich guys who live outside of Detroit yeah, at this sure. point. There is a reputation, a perception. That's the word I'm looking for. There is a perception. Mm, the perception is that juggalos are, and forgive the the statement, I don't use this myself, but the perception is that they are white trash. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that includes violent and illegal activities, but it is not a requisite mm-hmm. of being a juggalo that you are also either violent or that you're engaged in illegal activities. Sure. It just means, chances are it means that you're maybe a little bit of a social loser. <laughs> and when you're, I mean, you know, that's the, that's the, the demographic that they attract. And yeah. so when you're also, but being a loser isn't against the law. And having bad taste in music is not against the law. That's so um, having a hatchet man tattoo might be stupid and limit your future romantic and employment prospects, but it is not against the law. So this case is where I actually turn the corner on my feelings about Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J. And, and I come down on the side of the juggalo yeah. here. You know, the, the, FBI, FBI. the FBI has totally overreached. What I want to see is the two of them in their three-piece expensive suits with their um, their Ivy League lawyers. And But I want to see them in, still in their face makeup. <laughs> Well, they have in to. a federal in yeah. federal court. Of course, yes. Yes. they're going to own it. Own it. Yeah, you get it. We we all know what happened with Kiss without the makeup. We don't want that. No, we don't want. Nobody that. Nobody wants to see the you know the the um, patient zero juggalos actually like <laughs> naked faced. Uh, the, so the uh, the forum is uh, is is able to stay open. The the uh, the forum is saved. It was going to close in L.A. Uh, the Madison Square Garden Corporation bought it out, and they said to reopen, to celebrate, we're going to book the Eagles for six nights. Oh, God. Right. Well, that should kill its spirit, for, if not its actual financial future. For the promo covering the entire rooftop of the Forum, this is huge, hundreds and hundreds of feet, they have built a replica of the Hotel California Vinyl that actually rotates at 17 miles an hour. It doesn't play Thank God it doesn't play. This is in L.A. where the dude lives. The dude in L.A. And you've got the forum spinning Hotel California across their rooftop. And, you know, the thing is someone already had the the schematics for this. because, But Vegas has already passed on the idea. <laughs> and Ve- when Vegas passes but L.A. picks it up, something's mm-hmm. wrong. So when I say celebrate, I'm going to put those in scare quotes. Yes. Scary scare quotes. Very scary quotes. Yeah. Uh, Warren Haynes and Derek Trucks have announced they're leaving the Allman Brothers. This is after Warren's been in there for 25 years. Derek's been in there for 15 years. Uh, this uh, It's not so surprising. It's more surprising to me that they've stayed with the Allman Brothers this entire time because they're both successful musicians on their own. Uh, it seems to me that for them, this must be like being in a cover band for 15 years and 25 years, they have been at a cover band. 
I mean, for the Allman Brothers themselves, the remaining members, it's still a cover band. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've right. A, they're still doing that. Yeah. Right. Like it and seems it's a, like it's this sort of thing, thing, this sort of like sideman gig that you right. get to you get to leave once you have your own success. Right. I guess it's just like on the other hand, we get paid a ton of money to play Allman Brothers songs. Like, true. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, they've also cast. They probably uh, just don't have time to make all the dates anymore. Yeah, they've cast William Hurt uh, cast. in the uh, in the uh, Greg Allman biopic. Uh, oh God! Yeah, so the Weird. the the uh, the uh, the younger version is the Tyler guy from All American Rejects. Okay. He, he's the younger version, and William Hurt's going to be the present day version. Okay, yeah. They're, I was thinking, like, wow, mm. how much how much glue on facial hair are they going to go through in this production? I <laughs> uh, want to wrap things up, Aaron, with uh, with Phil Everly. Kentucky, lo- a Kentucky boy. Yeah, we lost Phil Everly. Uh, the, the, this, uh, of course, we've seen a lot of tributes out there. This was a big loss. Uh, much in the same way, you know, you, you wouldn't think of it in the same way as Lou Reed, but uh, this guy was so important to rock and roll and country. And, and actually, you wouldn't have the Eagles without Everly Brothers, so maybe that's a strike right there. No, I, forget, I forgive Phil for that. Yeah. There's no way he could have known. Yeah. It's like the butterfly effect. <laughs> If you Phil just, Everly had never been, been born, like we never would have had the Eagles, but then what would that have set in motion? Right. No, no Walkman? Right. No, there it is. See? You and don't no know. jog jams for the new millennium. So uh, a nice send off uh, to Phil Everly and everything he gave rock and roll. Uh, it's been nice. And like I said, if you, if you just have some time to go around the internet, uh, just type in Everly Brothers Tributes because there is some great stuff beyond Billy Joe Armstrong that I recommend. Uh, some really nice stuff. That's not Billy Joe Armstrong. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) Despite that one awful acoustic song that Green Day did, Billy Joe Armstrong should not be getting anywhere near an Everly Brothers harmony. Ever, ever. All right. Aaron Keene, thank you very much. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you next week. The Weekly Feed. Feed. Feed.